Disclaimer, the views and opinions and content expressed on this podcast is informational only, not a substitute for seeking a medical professional for your medical care and treatment. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Shafan Holiday, the host for the, this podcast show called Help Me Holiday, and joining me is my co-host, Hello, I'm Courtney, and I will be co-hosting this segment. And today we're here to talk about heart attacks. Another a medical name for a heart attack is myocardial infarct. Uh, this is a very important topic, um, so we wanted to make sure we cover it uh, so that the listeners can at least be able to identify some of the symptoms if they are having a heart attack and can seek treatment right away. So um, just basically and briefly, I want to just say an overview. Uh, The heart, like all other organs and tissues in the body, require a supply of blood. The blood supply to the heart is provided by blood vessels called the coronary arteries. These arteries lie on the outside of the heart muscle before entering the heart muscle. So with a myocardial infarct, better known as a heart attack, there's damage or death to part of the heart muscles. Okay, the damage is caused by a lack of blood flow through the coronary arteries. For this reason, an MI, also called, you know, coronary heart attack, um, almost all the cases of MIs occur in someone who has underlying conditions called coronary heart disease. And just briefly, I want Courtney to explain to you guys what coronary heart disease is. So coronary heart disease is also known as coronary artery disease or coronary disease or ischemic heart disease. And it occurs when the arteries, the coronary arteries specifically, become narrowed by fatty deposits, also known as plaque. The fatty plaque inside the coronary arteries limit the blood flow to the heart muscle, which may cause pain or tightness in the chest. This pain or tightness is called angina pectoris, commonly referred to as angina. Yes, yes. So you'll hear those terms, and that's why uh, we wanted to make sure we do this topic because anyone who's coming into the emergency room complaining of chest pain and we're thinking that they may be having a heart attack this is ter- some of the terminology you'll, you'll hear. Um, with plaque rupture and clot formation, this is what happens when plaque have built up on the artery walls. They, they stick together. They stay, they stay stuck there. Sometimes, however, the plaque can develop cracks. They can develop cracks in their surface. If that happens, the body responds as though the blood vessels is injured and bleeding. So as part of the body's first aid response, tiny blood elements called platelets travel to the site and and begin sticking to one another to form a clot. So normally, clots like these are a good thing because they stop you from bleeding. Unfortunately, when clots form inside the coronary arteries, the heart arteries, they can get large there and partially or completely block the flow of blood. This is it, this is actually what happens with a heart attack. So when a blood clot forms within a coronary artery, 
the area of the heart muscle that's fed by that artery no longer receives enough blood. So this lack of blood supply is called ischemia. And that, that is a result from the heart muscle becoming damaged and it will die. And when we say die, that means it's not getting blood or oxygen to that part of the heart. So the most common symptoms of heart attack include chest pain or discomfort, pain through the chest and other areas of the body, including the abdomen, the shoulders, the jaw, or your teeth. Pain can come on gradually and it can last more than a few seconds. And other symptoms include difficulty breathing, fainting, your heart skipping beats, sweating, nausea, lightheadedness, as well as feeling tired. Yeah. Um, and, and, what, and, and what's scary that we see a lot is when patients will hold their chest wall. They actually say it's a squeezing or it's a tightness and a pressure in their chest area. When we see that, we're almost sure that that, that patient is having a heart attack. Um, so, so what do we tell everyone if they having severe symptoms like this? Always call 911. You want to call 911 immediately, immediately. So once you're in a hospital and we, you're, you're um, admitted to the hospital or we, we are seeing you in the hospital for, for the first time and we see all of this happening, we immediately put some oxygen on you, Okay. Um, and we, we give you some oxygen. We do an EKG as quickly as possible because that EKG gives us a picture of the flow of electrical activity that's causing the heart to beat. Damaged areas usually show an abnormal pattern on the EKG. And when we see this, this abnormality, we do that. We'll probably do the EKG again just to be sure. We draw some blood from you. We send it to the lab because we're looking for substances in the blood that are released by damaged heart tissue. These are called cardiac enzymes or the proteins. We mentioned these proteins in our chest pain podcast, but the proteins we're looking for, once again, are called troponins and CPK levels. We put an IV in your arm and we give medications directly into your veins. Sometimes we give nitroglycerin either under your tongue to help the chest pain, or sometimes we'll give you morphine to help relieve your chest pain and anxiety. Um, and we'll give you an aspirin. I think, Courtney, when you guys are picking up patients in the field, I, I think you guys have given patients as well aspirin, right? Yep. Um, as a way to help with the pain. Uh, if they are experiencing chest pain. So, yeah, aspirin is like one of the go-to medications that we give. There are different types of myocardial infarcts, and based on what is seen on the EKG, we'll, it will determine how quickly we will act. So, Courtney, to tell everybody about non-ST elevation heart attacks. So non-ST elevation heart attacks or NSTEMI are treated with drugs, including aspirins, that help to prevent new blood clots. A new medication called beta blockers may also be given to slow the heart and decrease the heart's demand for oxygen. These drugs, such as statins, are used to lower the cholesterol. Those are, are, are treatments that we use for, that's, that's what they call NSTEMI. So if you hear that particular acronym being used around in the hospital, that's what they're talking about. 
you're having a heart attack, but it's not one that is where you have to be rushed in for a type of procedure to unblock some of the damage that's done to the heart. So um, we give medications, and that's how we treat the NSTEMIs with medication. But we still give you some oxygen. We give you some medications, just like Courtney mentioned, uh, to help with the heart rate and the statins to help lower your cholesterol levels. And that, that should help stabilize your condition, okay? So what we do, um, we will ask you guys to probably do a stress test. Um, as well as an EKG, once again, just to see what's going on. Um, the exercise test can indicate if the coronary arteries are narrow or if they're blocked, depending on um, what, uh, what the findings are from that stress test. There's a, a procedure that's done for patients if there are blockage found in your coronary arteries. Uh, this is called a catheterization. So with early catheterizations, you are taken within the first few hours or days of being in the hospital, and a small plastic tube, also known as a catheter, is inserted through a blood vessel, usually the growing, into the coronary arteries. A dye is injected that allows the arteries to be seen on x-ray. If blockages or narrowings are found, a procedure known as Percutaneous coronary intervention, also known as stenting, may be done. And with this pr procedure, a tiny catheter with a balloon at the end of it is advanced into the narrowing coronary artery. The balloon is then inflated, which helps open up the narrowed artery. A stent, which is an expandable metal tube, is placed in the artery to prevent the narrowing from reoccurring. Yeah, so... This is what we typically will do once we find out that the patient's had a, an abnormal stress test. Um, the abnormal stress test, will we'll see findings on it that will let us know this person needs to have catheterization. And what Courtney just described to you is how that catheterization is done. And the objective and the goal of catheterization is just like she said, is to open up a narrow heart artery. Um, so that blood flow can continue to go back through it because you, you want to get blood and oxygen throughout the heart, the heart muscle. All right, and uh, lastly is treatment of ST elevation heart attacks. ST elevated heart attack. This is a real heart attack. This is like what's happening that has to be treated immediately, okay? Mm -hmm. So this is called a STEMI. Uh, when the paramedics, the EMTs, bring the patients through the emergency department with a STEMI, uh, the paramedics will know right away. Once, you know, they know right away because they have EKG machines and they can see for themselves. They know what waves are going to be abnormal. So immediately they call in to the ER physicians and let them know a STEMI is on the way. And the specialists are called immediately, the cardiologists. Mm -hmm. along with the uh, interventional cardiologists. These are a group of physicians who are trained and skilled with these procedures like cardiac catheterizations. Um, and these, these uh, catheterizations have to be done immediately because the goal is to open up the blocked artery and, and do a procedure called reperfusion therapy. 
The more quickly this therapy is given, the better chance of saving areas of the heart that might otherwise be damaged. In general, the best outcomes occur when the artery is open within four hours of the first heart attack symptoms, uh, preferably within 90 to 120 minutes. Reperfusion therapy can occur in one or two ways. Um, it can be done percutaneous with a uh, percutaneous coronary intervention, which Courtney explained earlier, or it can be done uh, another way. There's alternate ways to do this. So we we want to bust the, the plaque and the clot, and we use clot-busting bu drugs to do that called thrombolytics or fibrolytic agents, and we want to give those within 30 minutes of your arrival to the hospital. With those uh, methods, we try to have the best outcomes um, after the patient comes into the hospital with a STEMI. However, sometimes doing the stenting does not help. And if that doesn't help, we have a heart surgeon called a cardiac thoracic surgeon, and we will consult him to do a bypass surgery, which is a coronary artery bypass surgery. So that's a, a bigger procedure, something that we'll cover in another lecture. These are the different methods and procedures that's done when we do have patients that come in the hospital with non-elevated uh, myocardial infarcts and with elevated myocardial infarcts. So we uh, hope this, uh, we hope all of this that we spoke about today has helped you understand uh, what a myocardial heart attack is. And uh, we hope that this uh, information you will be able to use and it will, uh, you know, you will be able to have some uh, information going forward if this was to happen to you or someone you know. So we thank you for tuning in again. If you enjoyed this content, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Help Me Holiday on our social media platforms or email me with questions at helpmeholiday at gmail.com.